Okay, welcome to episode 54 of Across the Pond. My name is David Ashbaugh, as always, joined by my co-host, Sixten Funquist. And Sixten, we have uh, been fairly busy lately, so unfortunately haven't been able to get an episode out over the past week. But we're back, and we're here to talk playoffs, and of course, lots of player movement throughout the league. Yes, welcome guys, and thank you for joining us. Actually, I want to welcome a new patrons. We're actually going to do the patrons uh, from the get-go here today, uh, because, and I lost a note, how embarrassing, here we go. Welcome Adam Novak, I might be uh, mispronouncing your name, and for that I am sorry. And uh, yeah, welcome to the, to the community. We will, and we should, put out a patron-only episode this week. Um, Let's talk about that later. Also, a massive thank you to Darlene and Tom, Linus, Andreas, Tobias, Anton, Lucas, and also Eric, who has provided me with this beautiful and quite good uh, microphone. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, uh, you guys, for all your support. It is very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to know that we've got uh, got people who like listening every week. So uh, we've even actually, uh, six, and I'm actually just looking at the, uh, the map of our listenership. And over the past week, we've had listens from South America and Asia. That's pretty cool. Whereabouts yeah. in Asia? Uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. That's not yeah. what what I would uh, classify as a hockey market, but uh, hey, spread the joy, spread the sport. I guess. And, and somewhere in Brazil as well. I well, I might know who that guy is. So, um, if you're out there, Hendrik, thank you. All right, um, but yeah, obviously we should uh, kind of catch up on the semifinal round, which concluded this past week, and uh, game one of the finals kicked off on Saturday. But let's talk about semifinal rounds. Let's start with uh, the Rogo Halefti matchup because Rogo, obviously, they jumped out to that two nothing uh, series lead, had a chance to sweep it, but Halefti with uh, with a hard fight back to push the game, push it to game five. That was a, that was a really exciting series. It really was, and we kind of talked about that heading into that series uh sorry that it would be an even matchup uh with lots of offense and we we were honestly we were spot on there we were um, not to toot our own horns but listen to us that's what we do no honestly it was it was a great series uh it could have gone either way i, I would uh, say in the end but uh a well-fought series like you said a well-played series uh fun series to watch it might not have been uh, as fun to be a coach because there were some <laughs> there were some some breakouts, let's say, I would have liked to have back if I were the coach, but uh, great, great fun hockey to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good hockey. And um, you know what? I think we got to really give credit to uh, Gustav Lindball between the pipes for Halaftiu. Rogla was out shooting Halaftiu almost every single period in that series. And Gustav Lindball just was playing really, really well, um, putting up great stats uh, in every game. Um, and really was one of the main reasons why Halefti was able to uh, push push it to a game five. Yeah, for sure. And he's been lights out pretty much since he <laughs> came into the league. I would say as I mean he he we were let's not go on that down that rabbit hole. But I mean since since he kind of took over as the starting goal in Halefti, he's been lights out. It's been really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially against a team as offensively gifted as Rogla, he. Uh, he played well between the pipes, and I mean, it was it was an all-around, like you said, it was an all-around good series, a lot of tight games, a lot of one-goal games. Uh, there was the one overtime game, which uh, Joachim Lindstrom played uh, hero to get the overtime winner to force that game five. And then, of course, in game five, Haleftiu, I don't want to say fell apart, but uh, they, I think they just uh, kind of ran into a bit of a wall when it came to Rogla wanting to get to the finals because uh, Rogla with a 4 nothing kind of emphatic win in Game 5 to punch their ticket to their very first 
SHL finals. Yes, and Rogla, obviously, let's not take anything away from from them, but uh, I mean, I don't think Kolefti were up to standards in that game. Rogla came out flying, <clears throat> and they, I mean, they just pounced on every opportunity they got. Basically, uh, could have gone. I mean, had had Kolefti been. I, I, I don't want to say they were on their heels, but they they didn't look as sharp as they did in some of the other games here. But credit to to Rugby for for getting um, to their first ever finals, and uh, we're gonna go into that series later. But uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and we should mention that four nothing final uh, in game five, Rugby ended up scoring two empty net goals, so it was really a a two to nothing game um, in that game five. But uh, yeah, both teams played well, and like you said, it really was kind of a, a toss of the coin when it came to that series. Uh, it could have gone either way, and uh, as as much as Halefti uh, obviously would have liked to move on to the finals, Rogla, it's nice to it's nice to see a team that's never been there before. We should also mention you mentioned Joachim Lindstrom being sort of the hero uh, earlier on in this series. He didn't have a great game in the last outing because he. Took a, ma- a five minute, uh, five plus game ma- major. Sorry uh, for yeah. slashing, and it was a vicious slash. It, it. Uh, I'm, I'm. <laughs> had Kolefti played on, I'm guessing the Department of Player Safety or the Swedish equivalent rather would have taken uh, a close look to it. But as they were, yeah, out, I, I think they kind of just went, oh, let's. Well, and, and given given Lindstrom's Lindstrom's history, I don't think we would have seen him. Maybe. Nope. In the final in the final matchup, he's got a he's got a pretty long history of suspensions and playing a bit dirty, and uh, that one in particular, getting the stick right between the legs of a player in front of the net and whacking him right where the sun don't shine is uh, no, not, it's a, not not a good look from uh, Joachim Lindstrom. And the player he did 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 that to was Mort Sider, I believe, and Mort Sider came back in that game, and he was, I mean, he. Phew. If we could get that guy on the show uh, just to pick his brain before he leaves Sweden, never to return to play hockey again, probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, what a guy, what a player. I mean, he's showed everything. He's showed everything and a bit more. He's, I mean, the lateral movement on the blue line, just carrying the puck, not not giving a shit, actually, who, who, who he's facing. He's just playing his game. And, it. I mean, if you haven't watched Morris Sider play hockey this season, you missed out. And given the fact that Drug Days in the, are playing the finals now, you get the chance uh, tonight as we're recording this, actually. Um, they're playing at 8 p.m. Swedish time. I'm, what a guy. What a player. Uh, defenseman of the year in my books. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I can't keep enough praise on that guy. He's been lights out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And... Um... He's uh, yeah, he's he's going to be a fun player to watch, a fun player to follow his career uh, with Detroit, and um, yeah, like you said, it's probably uh, a good bet that we're not going to see him uh, back in the SHL next season, given his success this year. But uh, yeah, he's been he's been fun to watch while he's been here. Yeah, let, let's just stay on the topic of Joachim Lindstrom before before I forget. Um, he's a bit of a divisive player in Swedish hockey if you just there are people who really hate that guy and really love him because at at his best he is I mean he's one of the top scorers of all time in the league and you can't really take anything away from that but he's also one of the more uh how do you say controversial players yeah yeah controversial he's been under the radar quite vicious uh from time to time and he's he he's done vicious things before he's done unnecessary things and this was pretty unnecessary uh costing his team 
if not the game, at least it, it took uh, took away from the, took momentum away. And well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. And like I do wonder. Said, I want to add. I do wonder if that was the last game we seen we saw him play in the SHL. I'm. Yeah, well, given his age, it might might not be. I mean, he's still producing points, and uh, so I'm I'm sure Halefti is not going to kick him to the curb or anything. But he is getting up there in age, so he uh, might be contemplating retirement. I think, I think he has interest from another team. There are rumors, actually. Uh, someone I know. Well, actually, it's someone tweeted. Uh, it's I think it was. Robin Kogström tweeted that there were Modo representatives at a Skellefteå game earlier in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, so let's keep an eye on that because he's been yeah. playing with Modo before and that could be something. I mean, going down to Hockelsvenskan trying to help them out. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, the other series. Um, this is a series that I don't <laughs> think people expected it to turn out the way it did. Uh, you have to give all credit to Arebro for what they were able to do in this series. They came out flying. They, uh, they, they, they had the Lakers on their heels for most most games of the, that, that they were playing, and we really got to highlight the goaltending in this series. Yeah. Onis Enroth and Eric Shalgren coming in to replace the injured Victor Fast. Both those guys were just honestly those those two players were the best players on the ice every single game, in my opinion. Yes, and we now see the the. The, not, not the beauty, but what kind of a goalie Eric Sheldon ha, has the potential to be if he gets the the starting role at a team. Uh, and he's been, he was really good. And I believe someone called it to be a five game series. And uh, yeah, that guy was me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, yeah, but I mean, I think in the end the 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 winners were the right, the correct team to win. I mean, or how do you pronounce it? How do you say? I mean, they were deserved winners. The, the uh, team who deserved to win it won. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and I, uh, I would tend to agree with you. Although, you know, it would have been nice to see a Rebro Rogla in the final two teams who have never won the championship before. That would have been a would have been a cool series. But I would uh, agree with that. But no, I think I think the Lakers were were a bit of the better team. Um, but you really got to give credit to a Rebro. They they fought yes. tooth and nail right to the final. They minute. really did, and they've got something great going on there. Um, we'll get to the transactions later on because they've released or haven't extended uh, quite a few players and we'll get into that but uh get uh, i mean credit to Arabro. uh i did a like a preview before the finals for the shl website and i talked to ricard Junge, who obviously has had quite a decent playoffs and he was quick to praise the play of Arabro and their development over the past few years and i would agree with that they've done something really good there It'll be interesting to see because the the trio of coaches won't be back in the same uh, formation next season. Mm. Because Ericsson will obviously be back, but the two assistants are leaving, so we'll see how that how that uh, plays out. Yeah, and uh, just like you mentioned, Richard Yinga, he he had just an incredible series, and the two goals he did end up scoring were almost identical to each other. Uh, just parked kind of backdoor pass and just tap them right in. One of them, of course, was that overtime winner. Uh, in uh, in double overtime in game number one, and then he had an almost identical goal a couple games later, and he was just all over the ice. Even in uh, what was it uh, game number four with uh, Arebro leading three two, they had the net empty, and Richard Richard Yinga had a chance to tie that game late in the game with an almost identical goal as well, but he put it off the post and then got absolutely run over by Stefan Warg. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
uh, yeah. <laughs> just absolutely just demolished. But yeah, he uh, he certainly kind of found his rhythm in in this uh, in this in that series. And uh, yeah, he uh, he 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 was uh, definitely one of the best players on the ice for the Lakers. That's for sure. To be honest, he's found his rhythm throughout the playoffs. He's been playing really good, and I asked, actually I've talked to him twice during this playoffs, and he actually said that you know when it heats up and when everything's on the line, that's when he kind of flourish and that's when he wants to be where he wants to be and where he gets the extra motivation and he claimed age to be a factor he doesn't get as motivated you know uh, regular season game 37 away on a gray wednesday or thursday isn't as fun as playing a row at home in the deciding game five so and also uh, the beautiful first goal in that game the fifth game when, where they kind of rolled Arabro up a bit, and uh, he went far post, uh, just stick on ice and getting the puck from Emil Pedersen. I actually asked him if that was a set play because it it really looked like it. Yeah. But he he, he said he that you know that kind of came organically because uh, they know each other by heart, and he kind of figured out. Uh, he literally said, "Well, Emil's quite." skill with the puck so i just went to an open space and i got the puck so <laughs> well yeah if, if you watch the replay of that goal it is absolutely beautiful because ying is coming across the blue line drops it for Pedersen, who moves down along the left side as ying is sneaks in behind everybody who just nobody picks him up on the no. way in and it, it takes i don't know probably about four or five seconds between ying giving the puck to Pedersen to Pedersen giving it back to ying to tap it home and it, it yeah. really is an absolute beautiful almost set play that uh, that worked out so well. Yeah, it's a beauty of a goal. And if you if you uh, haven't seen it, I think uh, there is no uh, there's no like regional blackouts on the SHL website. So no matter where you are, you can go to the to SHL.se and just scroll to the correct game, the game you want to watch, and click the articles or whatever you want video, and you can see the highlights. So there are. No, Talking about Arebro, I also want to talk about Nick Ebert, who I was really impressed with this series as well. Um, he's an absolutely fantastic defenseman, uh, and he really showed his scoring prowess in uh, in game number four, getting a pair of goals, one of which was an absolute beauty off the face-off draw. Uh, just showed some good patience waiting for a lane to open up and then just snapped it home. No chance for Shelgren to save it. Uh, and then, of course, he gave them that three nothing go ahead goal in the, early in the third period before the Lakers scored a pair of uh, pair of quick goals to bring it back within one. So that one ended up being the game winner. And uh, all around, Nick Ebert I think had a great series. We've been praising Nick Ebert before uh, all his all around play, his shot, like we like you said, uh, that was <clears throat> I'd say a missile. Um, yeah, he's got a shot where when he winds up, it's people yeah. get out of the way. I'm kind of <laughs> amazed he doesn't use it more often to be fair because it's a really good shot um yeah i i really like his overall play and like you said his offensive prowess has been uh noticeable and this uh well in the playoffs in general so he's had a good season i'd say yeah yeah i also want to i i know we talked about him before but robin kovacs has had one hell of a season and i'm really excited to see what he what the future holds for him because i think it's only 24 could it be 25 maybe so he's got a couple of years left i mean and uh, yeah great yeah. things lie ahead for a row if they manage to uh, the turnaround of players we're going to get to that but yeah yeah if they, yeah if they can if they can keep kind of their main core guys going into next season i i have no doubt they'll have another successful run um but you know what it, it must have been a tough loss obviously in uh, game number 5 um, against the Lakers, but I, I really think Arebro has to be happy with what they've done this season. They, uh, they're, they're the deepest playoff run in club history that they've ever had, and uh, 
So yeah, it's uh, it, I, I think they can chalk this one up to uh, as a successful season for sure, for sure. All right, should, well, should we talk about the finals? Yeah, we should. I mean, like we said, this is game game day of the second final. So uh, want to run through their first game. Yeah, and uh, the Lakers obviously back in the finals, second time in the last four seasons. And the last four seasons have kind of been feast or famine for the Lakers. I mean, back in 2017, 2018, they were just absolutely dominant, best team in the league. I think they finished with 118 points on the regular season, ended up only losing one game in the postseason, walked to the SHL championship. And then the next, or the past couple seasons, they have kind of struggled finishing, you know, outside the top six. Um, but then again, now this season, they're back on top, regular season champs, back in the finals, and uh, they're up one nothing in the uh, in the final series, which was a, uh, a hard-fought victory for them. Um, didn't come easy, that's for sure. No. Uh, as uh, it was, it was, if, I'm just pulling up the statistics right here. I'm fairly certain Rogla, uh, uh, like, heavily outshot them. Oh, no, they didn't. My mistake. I was thinking of something else, but... Uh, yeah, both teams ended up scoring a goal in the first two periods. The Lakers with a goal in the first. Mort Sider with his first SHL postseason goal for Rogla in the second period. And then it was Pontus Holmberg about halfway through the third with the go-ahead and eventual game-winning goal. So I think this is going to be another tight series. Me too. And we should mention this is best out of seven, not best out of five. So uh, I'm not fairly sure we'll see it go to seven, but maybe six? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if we if we don't get at least to a game six, given, given, you know, these are the top two teams in the regular season. They're arguably the top two offensively gifted teams. Um, But right now I'd have to say that the Lakers might have a bit of an advantage when it comes to goaltending with uh, the red hot Eric Shelgren. Me too. I would agree with that. Um, But I mean, it's far from over and uh, tonight's uh, the second game and I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, should we just call it because we've been calling the playoffs. Now we have a one, nothing, Situation, obviously, but... I'm going to say Rogla in seven. I would like the Cinderella story to be that way. I really would. But I think it ends here. Bitcoin six. All right. I, 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 I kind of hope I'm wrong because it would be a beauty of a story given what Rogla has achieved uh, over the past few years. But no, it ends. Sorry. <laughs> well, aren't you just the pessimist? Yeah, someone has to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we should also mention Richard, Richard Yunya had uh, the first goal for the Lakers as well, getting his, uh, is it was it his fifth goal of the postseason, I believe? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> I don't have the so, stuff yeah. in front of me. So, so yeah, he's uh, he's continuing to uh, to put up uh, some good points for uh, for the Lakers in the postseason. But yeah, like uh, Sixten said, game number two is tonight, 8 o'clock Swedish time. So it's another late start, just as uh, the last few uh, weekday starts have been. And this series is going to be a bit spread out, as we've got tonight, Thursday, and Saturday for this week. And then next week, it is Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. So if this game or if this series does go the full seven games, it's, it's going to be a two-week series start to finish. Yeah, and I kind of like that. Uh, don't cram it in uh, just to get rid of it. I mean, we want a good quality, quality, quality hockey here, and uh, that's what we're getting, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, the the semifinals and the quarterfinals, there was a lot of back to back games, and you know, you could tell the teams were were looking a little bit tired. So I like the way the league has approached this uh, this final series, um, giving giving some days off, letting guys be uh, giving them time to you know rest their legs and 
get back to to, to full hundred percent playing shape. So yeah, like yeah. I said, if it does end up going the full seven games, it's a it's a full two week series. So hopefully we still have at least two weeks of or we still have two weeks of hockey left uh, yeah, before just, the before the off season. <laughs> don't take this away from us, please. I don't uh, but yeah, so we're caught up on the playoffs. Uh, let's go over and talk about players leaving, players signing, oh players coming in, because we got lots to cover in that aspect. Yes, and before we go, we should also talk about the qualification playoffs from Hockey Alstranskan, which is a mishmash of uh, coronavirus contracts and I don't know. But let's get to that later. Where do you want to start? You're going to Lynch Epping, Lulio, Lexand, Oscar Sam. We got a lot to talk about. Malmö. Let's just start. Let's just start at the top. Let's let's kick it off with your Gordon. Yes, your Gordon, the most interesting team in the offseason, uh, if you ask me, uh, or I've, I've said that before actually. Actually, uh, they're they didn't extend long term captain Henrik Eriksson. Uh, there are, uh, I think, there was a mutual agreement to not extend, or that's what it looks like from the your Gordon side. I don't, I don't have all the insight, but uh, anyway, Eriksson has signed with Sport in Finland. Stirring up a bit of a controversy online with many Jurgården. I mean, <laughs> I want—I don't want to say legends, but profiles kind of asking why the hell that happened. Anywho, I think Ericsson has 498 regular season games or something with Jurgården, or even past 500. Uh, so that's a bit of a—if you want to say—how uh, <laughs> do you say? It's part of the culture there, so that's a yeah. loss, I guess. Yeah, it's a, that's that's going to be a big loss for the fans and also for the locker room as well for for your yeah. losing a longtime veteran like that, losing leadership. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting situation, like you said. Maybe there was a bit of a mutual separation there, but uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of, uh, especially fans that probably aren't happy with that move. No, I guess not. But uh, on the plus side, they added Linus Arnison coming back from from Färjestad, a solid defensive D-man, I would say. And they've also added Josef Ingman from from Brynäs, who's been, I mean, underrated, pl- pretty good on a bad team. And, and given the fact that Jurgen is a better team, I would say, uh, on paper at least, uh, that's a decent move. Uh, I, I kind of like that. But what I wanted, actually, you you also lost Jesper Pettersson, who signed with Lean Shopping, heading back to Lean Shopping after a few years on uh, different places. But what I so what I'm wondering here is, you're going to kind of need an offensive defenseman because Bobby Nardella probably won't be back. I'm guessing he's headed for the Hershey Bears organization again. Uh, so I think we'll see some more movement on the D side with Jurgården, but on the offensive side, or rather forward side, we'll see even more because I think they're lacking quite a few players there with Alexander Holtz leaving, uh, William Eklund, we don't know, he's being drafted this summer at some point. And also, but they did sign, sorry, they did sign Linus Videl. Who's hitting, coming back from from the KHL after a couple of years? And uh, even though he's turning 35 on, I believe Thursday, Linus Videl is still a prominent player. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, he's coming back after spending uh, six seasons. No more. No, my goodness. Um, he's been in the KHL since 2011, 2012. Oh my God! So that's nine. Um, so seasons. yeah, so he's been actually jumping around the KHL. He's got one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight different KHL teams in those nine seasons. He's uh, played in Kazakhstan. He's played in Riga. He's played in Russia. He's played with the Kunlun Red Star in China. 
Um, so he's got he's got a lot of experience, but he's been oh, putting up God. consistent numbers uh, in the KHL as well. Uh, his best season was uh, back in 2018-2019 with Dino, Dinamo Riga, where he scored 24 goals and 24 assists for 48 points on the season. Um, but yeah, he's he's still producing points even as you know a 35 year old. So I, I think this could be a, a positive move for uh, for your Gordon. What uh, what's his total as, uh, on the in the KHL? Uh, total points. Yeah. Uh, KHL, he has 444 games played, 99 goals, 186 assists for 285 points. That's decent. That's really good, actually. Yeah, so he's he's, he's made a pretty good career for himself over uh, over in the KHL. But obviously, being a Swede, he's probably looking forward to returning home. Yeah, I would, would assume so. And I'm guessing his bank account is pretty okay after those years. <laughs> So yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a good signing. I'm guessing quite a few teams wanted his signature, and uh, obviously he's a Stockholm guy or Stockholm adjacent guy at least. So yeah, back home. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. They did sign. Did we talk about Philip Sedekvist and all those guys? We did. So yeah, yeah let's so. let's move past those. They did lose uh, Robin Orell, who signed with uh, Oscar Sam. Uh, not a major loss, I don't think. He's a, a boom or bust in Uruguayan. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Linköping has signed Linus Kronholm from Malmö. Uh, they've lost quite a few players, and uh, most recently being Jakko Rissanen, who's returned to Kaipa in Finland, his uh, hometown club. And uh, what's funny there is, in two, let's say, two years back, in 2018, Jakko Rissanen signed a five-year deal with uh, Kaipa. And the, the deal included uh, his option to uh, leave the deal in within the first two years to try to play out abroad. So he did so in 2019, obviously signing with Linköping. And he's been here for two years, and now he's returning back to finish that uh, that contract, which is pretty neat, I'd say. Yeah, and uh, I, I think, uh, well, overall, I think Linköping is going to be a very different-looking team next season just because of the movements they're making, the players that are leaving. Uh, but this one in particular, Yakarisanen, I think is uh, is going to definitely have an effect. He was he didn't put up the most points, but he was definitely looking good uh, with Linchoping. He had good chemistry with his line mates, and so uh, I, I think this is going to be uh, a player that Linchoping is going to miss. Me too, and I think in terms of consistency, in terms of defensive play, that's a huge loss. And uh, I mean, with Linchoping also losing Marcus Jung. Ouch. And uh, Patrick Lund, who's signed, uh, Patrick Lund, sorry, who's already signed with the German team. Uh, Dinshipping has uh, said they're doing a bit of a rebuild still, and it will be a, they'll, they'll save on the uh, roster, I mean, salary wise. And um, honestly, by the looks of things right now, I'm having trouble finding two teams that are worse off than Dinshipping right now. I can probably put up one. Yeah. And given the fact that Linköping has lingered, lingered, you know, quite near the relegation battle for quite some time, at some point, the, everything is going to catch up. And uh, I wonder if that might be this coming season. Yeah. And we're going to uh... get into a deeper discussion on the every team. So let's keep it, I mean, around there for now. But things aren't looking good. Yeah, and uh, one of the, 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 the more surprising non-signings and releases uh, that Linchoping has had is, uh, is Tyler Morley. I mean, um, he didn't put up massive numbers, but in the 20 games he played with Linchoping, he had four goals, nine assists for 13 points. Those are pretty decent numbers for, for somebody in their first year in the SHL. Uh, I mean, he, he had played in 
Finland and um, in Croatia as well. And, well, he started the season with Aleptiu, of course. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed they didn't bring him back for next season. I thought he had potential to grow as, as a good SHL player. Me too. And, I mean, his uh, demands couldn't have been that high, I guess. Or yeah, weren't they? I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't expect them to be, no. And if it's a salary thing, I think they're... Ooh, then I'm not, I'm not, I don't have my hopes up high for any major signings at all. Yeah, I uh, well, yeah, and I, I don't doubt we will see Morley back in the SHL next season. I, I think a, a team is going to snatch him up because obviously he does have potential in this league. Yeah, I wonder how how what he would look like in a team like Lulio. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, if if you could put him on a uh, you know an offensively gifted team and get him on you know the third or second line with line mates and teammates that he's got good chemistry exactly. with, I, I think he he could potentially be uh, a top point getter in the league. Yeah, it's a perfect middle six player, I would say, in any team. And on a team like Linköping, he would probably be a top six player, and uh, he's not. That's yeah. weird. That's a weird thing. If it if 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 there's no financial reasons, it's got to be personal, and I can't. I haven't heard anything, so I don't want to put it out there. But there there are reasons, and if there are financial reasons for a player like Morley, either he demanded the moon and probably a bit of the solar system, and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I don't know what happened there. <laughs> well, and and, for, and, for, and from what I've heard, he he got along well with everybody in the Lin Shopping locker room. Um, I've met him personally before a couple times with my uh, in my time with the Surrey Eagles when he was there. He seems like a really nice guy, really quality person. So, I I, I have trouble believing it's a it's a personal or maybe you know um, disagreement with uh, you know um, attitudes or or personalities. But uh, yeah. so so. I would have to think either he's looking for another opportunity or maybe there is a financial aspect to it. Yeah, weird, no matter what. Uh, moving on. Lulio yes. has uh, released or haven't extended Niklas Olauson, the veteran. Uh, they did extend Carl Matson to no surprise at all. They did extend Pontus Schelin. They did sign Kim Johansson from Vita Hesten, and they have also signed Vilmos Gallo, formerly of Linköping and also Team Ro, uh, most recently with Koko in Finland. So a bit of a transaction flurry in Luleå. Nothing major, I would say. Nicholas Olasson does uh, strike me as a bit of an odd one just because he's been there for so long. He's been there for over... Well, almost a decade. He did have a stint in Norway or in um, Switzerland and one one year in Finland. But he's he's been kind of a constant on the Luleå uh, roster and still putting up decent numbers as far as offense is concerned. So th- this one does strike me as a bit odd. Uh, it's it's the same thing as uh, Lean Shopping not might not bring back Andrew Gordon. I wouldn't expect Niklas Olausson to to demand the moon and anything else to play with Lulio and uh, he's 34 right now and he's been playing like you said a uh, better part of a decade with Lulio uh, it's a weird thing and it, if if there's no personal fallout I, I, I'm finding it hard to for teams not to keep their culture bearer if you will or I mean like like Henrik Eriksson like Niklas Olauson it's weird yeah um, it might be, but- he might be injured we don't know but yeah, we you know this is all speculation. We don't have any you know special insider knowledge or anything like that. So uh, it's all up to speculation at this point. But yeah, that one out of all the the, the Lulio signings, that one was the one that kind of jumped off the page to me. I would agree with that. 
Lexan has extended extended Jesper Kandegård and Isak Rosén to no surprise at all. Both are uh, heavily invested in, or actually Lexan are heavily invested in their future, which is good because they're great players. Uh, Obviously, Peter Salarik and Mark Rivik won't be returning. Peter Salarik most recently rumored to be signing with Avangard Omsk in the KHL. Uh, yeah, which is no surprise. We had speculated that both him and uh, Rivik were probably looking for uh, deals in the KHL, and so Solera confirmed with yeah. uh, Avangard Omsk. Uh, and, yeah, uh, it's not confirmed. It's still rumored. that it, Oh, it's still it, rumored. Okay. Yeah, it's that, that uh, Omsk is the team, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up there because I think they're one of the more wealthy teams. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I believe they are. So. Uh, also, we should mention that uh, Daniel Zar, obviously currently playing with Lou, uh, sorry Rugla in the uh, finals, is rumored to be signing with the KHL team, and I really hope he does because go get that money, son. I mean, he's been lights out, fifty point player this season, massive goal scorer. I really hope he gets a decent KHL deal, yeah, goes there, makes his money, comes back, and brings joy to Engelholm again. Yeah, and and that you know win, being able to uh, win the championship for him uh, would be kind of a nice little uh, cherry on top of uh, a great few seasons with Rogla before heading to potentially heading to the KHL. But like you said, fifty points this season, far and away his best performance, his best season in his career, and so uh, yeah, he's he's de- he's definitely earned uh, earned uh, the chance to get looked at by uh, some of the bigger teams. I would agree with that. And uh, in other news, oh, could we? Mm. Uh, Jakob Pettersson has signed with the Dallas Stars from movie leaving Ferristad. I don't know the extent of that deal, but he's, I think he's signed an ELC. That's entry-level contract. For those of you who don't know the abbreviation, um, starting next season, I think. Uh, so that's good for him. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he started his season with the Texas Stars being in the AHL to get get kind of acclimatized but that's a good move for him i think he's he's due to play in north america at some point and why not now yeah yeah exactly and he had a pretty decent season with Faryastad this past season putting up 14 goals 19 assists and 46 games played uh he was a bit of a a, a late draft pick by the Dallas Stars going in the fifth round, 132nd overall. But uh, I think he's probably one of those players that could potentially have the ability to make the NHL, despite the fact he was a bit of a late, late later draft pick. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I mean, he signed, I'm actually looking it up right now. He signed a two year deal, uh, sorry, two way deal. Uh, so he is listed on elite prospects right now as uh, Texas Stars. Yeah, not okay, Dallas. Yes. okay, that's cool. So that's uh, pretty much on par what we're we're expecting here. Uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, good for him. He actually, oh, he actually has a hundred career SHL games in total. That's a not nice, neat number for him to be leaving Sweden with. Uh, did we mention? Oh, we should talk about Malmo uh, possibly putting up one of the best goalie tandems in the SHL next season. They've obviously released Lars Volden, and they put uh, their effort in signing. Daniel Marmenlind, who is uh, quite a talented uh, netminder, most recently with Vestervik in Hockeyallsvenskan. And I do believe he made his national team debut this season for some joker of an international tournament, I think. Or am I completely wrong with that? I might be. I may have got that wrong. Sorry. 
Nevertheless, he's been excellent with Vec- uh, sorry, Vestavik putting up a 9-2-4 save percentage with a 2.03 goals against average in uh, 38 games with Vestavik. And also he has a, holy shit, he has a 9-3-5 save percentage in the qualification playoffs, which is uh, just bonkers. Uh, 2.1 goals against average there. Uh, great some couple of seasons. Um, I think he's bound for greatness with Malmö. Obviously getting that backup role behind Oscar Alsenfeld by the Marmen Lind. He is he's only 23 years old and he's got the future ahead of him. Obviously Oscar Alsenfeld isn't as young as that anymore. So Malmö securing their goalie future here. Yeah, that's exactly what this move strikes me as to extend is the the Red Hawks are preparing for, you know, potentially the decline of the skills of Oscar Alsenfeld. He's 33 bringing in uh a goaltender, you know, a decade his younger to back him up and not only to back him up, but obviously to learn from him as well, because Oscar Alsenfeld has consistently been one of the best goaltenders in the league for some time now. And so he's obviously got a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge that he can share with a younger bit of a protege, you know, take him under his wing and uh, and 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 help him out to uh, develop his game. Because like you said, he's only 23 years old. He's a young goaltender and he's got got great potential. Uh, Oscar, I'm just going through Alsenfeld's number here on Elite Prospect. <laughs> Are you looking at 2016-2017? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, what I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Oscar Alsenfeld's stats by heart, let's go through it. Because he's been with Malmö since 2015, being a Malmö boy, uh, coming back from stints with Vekko, Modo and Lexan. In 2015-16, he played seven games with uh, 8 nine, seven, save percentage in a 3.24 goals against average. Then he kind of improved to a <clears throat> just a little nine nine four five save percentage with a 162 goals against average, which is which is in 30, I believe, in 33 games played. Yes, which is I believe still uh the record for less uh, the best GAA in uh, SHL history. And the save percentage has to be close I, as well I at, think at, so, at 945 yeah. save percentage. That is just absolute insanity. Yeah. And then he had a one uh, nine one five two thirty five. Then he had a one two no nine two four two fifteen nine two eight two ten. And this this past season he had a nine two nine twenty goals uh, save percentage with a two point thirty eight goals against average. And that we should keep in mind that Malmo actually started off quite poorly this past season and still put up those numbers. So he's by no means um, bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what, so, what's yeah. interesting here, he played 41 games, and I think they want to get those numbers a bit down to have him ready for the, obviously, they're aiming for the playoffs in next season as well. And if they can limit Alsenfeld to, I don't know, 35 games or even 30, and having Marmen Lin coming in and play play the, the, the game he's been playing, but with an SHL defense in front of him, I think that's a really good move. Not maybe 30 games for Alsenfeld, but I mean... I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm guessing most of the losses came without Alson Felty net. So, so if they can just, you know, up the ante a bit, then things are looking good. That's a yeah. that's a great move by Malmo. Yeah, I agree. Johan uh, Johansson has left AIK and Alcaraz for Oscar Sham, who's also signed William Croy from Linköping today. So uh, that's a bit of a move. Uh, no, nothing major. Instead, Breen has has re-signed Tommy Sallinen uh, and signed Oscar Eklin from Mura. What's interesting here is let's get back to Mal. Uh, sorry, Erebro. <clears throat> I got a list here, which is decent. 
Uh, mm -mm, there's a rumor here. I just got a new because I had this text message update from the Elite Prospect transfer page, which is awesome. So, uh, Daniel Musito Bagenda has left Erbro. Uh, <laughs> okay, Ludwig Riensfeld, Jonathan Andersson, Glenn Gustafsson, Daniel Musito Bagenda, Jonas Rask, Robin Salo. Has all uh, are all confirmed to be leaving Arbro, and they are. I mean, they're if not core players, fringe core players. So we were talking about Arbro moving on and getting uh, getting better. They better have some decent signings coming in because those players are good. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, and like you said, those are kind of their their middle middle of the pack guys, and a lot of them uh, leaving. So they're. Uh, Orebro's going to have some gaps to fill, obviously, um, come next season. So it'll be interesting to see what they do during the offseason. And honestly, that that that's just kind of what I like about this league in general is the offseasons are always so busy when it comes to player movements because there is so much turnover. There's so many players coming in. There's so many players leaving every single season. And so always keeps you on your toes season to season. That's why kind of one of what I love about this league. Yeah, and part of that is obviously, I mean, the SHL can't compete financially with the KHL or the NHL. So, I mean, compared to those league, leagues, it's a minor league in terms of play. It's probably on the level of... Uh, mid, I would say middle of the KHL, the top teams at least. So in ho hockey wise, uh, it would be, yeah. I mean, it's it's still good hockey. I want to touch on Daniel Musito Bagenda a bit because we, or at least I, uh, read it that he had a done deal with HB seventy one, but obviously HB seventy one is no longer in the SHL, so he's a free agent right now. And there's a rumor now he's might be signing with Oscarsham, which is. Which would be a feather in the cap for Oscar Sam if they could land such a player. I would actually expect more teams to be in on him than just Oscar Sam. But if they, if Oscar Sam can snag him, that's a that's a really good signing. Yeah, and uh, I mean he's not the biggest of point producers, but he's strong on the puck. He's a big guy. Um, he's, a, he's a physical presence out there on the ice, and uh, so yeah, he, I have no I have no doubt we'll see him in the SHL again next year. Uh, and I think he would fit pretty well with Oscar Sam. Me too, and I, I think. I think you kind of most of the quote-unquote analytics or anal analysts out there kind of they they stare too much on the point producing thing. But what he brings, I mean, he literally he's literally paving the way for other players on the ice, and on a team like Oscar Sam that they are obviously going to be battling to stay alive in the SHL next season as well. And if he can literally pave the way for for some of their scores, that's I mean that's worth a lot for them, and that, that I, that's a I, I I really like that signing if they get him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Jonathan Blum is rumored to be signing with a German team, but the most interesting part here with Feriestad, uh moving on a bit is that uh, Mikael Bikstan is rumored to be returning, and that if they get him, oh my god, dude, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's probably one of the biggest signings of this season because. Mikael Wigstrand is one of the best demons I've seen in the league over the past few years. And he's been playing with AK Bars Kazan in the KHL over the past two seasons. And uh, if, he get, if he comes home, oh my God, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would have to agree with your assessment uh, of his defensive capabilities. He's uh, 
he's a fantastic hockey player. He's, you know, he's a really mobile kind of two-way guy. Um, and he, he's, he's kind of one of those defensemen that you can slot in and count on him to be solid in his own zone. But at the same time, he's able to put up, uh, put up some good offensive numbers when you need him to. And, um, yeah, so if he is coming back, like you said, just kind of rumored at the moment, but if he is coming back to Faryastad, he had, uh, a decent season or a decent cu- a couple of seasons in the KHL, but I'm sure Far East Dad would love to have uh, have their old captain back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm just looking something up here. You, g- give me a second. Um, this is great ho- uh, talk. I'm sorry. I'm just going to look something up here. I think he had... Oh, this... Oh, stupid page. Hang on. No, my bad. I was looking up hits, and uh, he wasn't on topping in that list. Uh, I was thinking about someone else. So, in 51... No. What the? Give me a sec. That's weird. I can't find him. Oh, this is great radio. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm so stupid. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, somebody else. Who do we got? Uh, who else we got? Out well, we don't here? have any more rumors really um so we've covered we player re- movement we should, yeah we should talk about the postponement of the hockey Svenskan finals because the well infamous covid virus is uh, kind of plowing through Björk Levin and also Tim Rowe Björk Levin has had 23 confirmed cases and Tim Rowe 13 cases and right now we really don't know when the finals is to be played and you kind of said it on and diff, in a different episode that let's hope this gets decided <laughs> in the most fair way. And uh, honestly, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a tough situation, and it is like you said, we don't know when the final is is going to uh, get going again. Um, but obviously, with breakouts in both clubs, uh, you have to be as cautious as possible. You you know you gotta put player safety and player health above all else at this point in time. And um, the only thing that I could think obviously that could further complicate this is player contracts. And because, um, well, now that we are into the month of May, uh, if I'm not mistaken, player contracts for next seasons from other teams, those teams could potentially tell their players that are currently playing for Bjork Lovin or Tim Rowe, they don't want them playing because they are now their assets. They don't want them potentially injuring themselves. So, this is a really complicated situation, and I hope it gets resolved quickly and e- easily, but I don't think it will. Uh, me neither. And uh, with the fact that they this week it was to be... Uh, sorry, the plan was to be playing Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, uh, then Wednesday, and possibly next Friday to kind of decide this because it's a 1-1 series so far. Um, sorry. Uh, the, the reason for further postponement might be that Team Rowe or is rather uh, that Tim Roy is kind of behind in terms of how the virus has gone through the team. So they're a bit behind, you know, in terms of where they are at the stage of illness or whatever. So we don't know. Um, according to an, an article on Expressen.se, uh, they need more to prepare than one or two days, which is today is three days. So, so we'll see. Uh, to be continued. Because yeah. obviously, it look you could see kind of tell when uh, I mean the first game, Bjorklevin won it six three in uh, away, and then Timur came back the next day winning seven to nothing. So I mean, 
you don't see it shouldn't be those numbers uh, get, when you play the best team in the league, and uh, so the virus has obviously affected the team, and you don't you you want to this to be as as a fair deal as possible when deciding who actually gets promoted to the best best league in the in the, in, in Sweden. So, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so we'll try and keep you guys updated <laughs> with that situation as uh, as it goes on. Yeah, but uh, I think that just about does it. Um, I think so for- too. Episode number 54 of Across the Pond. Uh, once again, just like to thank our patrons, including our brand new patron who I can't remember his name. Was it some something Novak? Adam Novak. Thank you, Adam. Adam Novak. <laughs> thank you, Adam, Darlene, Tom, Linus, Andreas, Tobias, Anton, Lucas uh, for patronage. And also thank you to Eric for sponsoring this plucky little podcast with a plucky little microphone, which is awesome. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. We appreciate the support. Thank you uh, for everybody who listens. Um, and, oh, uh, on that topic, please, if you can, just spread the word because uh, hearsay is the best way to get things out there. Uh, we are not as uh, <laughs> present on social media as we're supposed to be or should be. So please, if you like the show, just tell one or two of your friends to kind of get it going and link to our podcast and rate our podcast the way you want it on wherever you listen to. That would be very awesome. much appreciated, exactly. But thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get another maybe episode out by the, before the end of the week. Uh, but we're both kind of busy, but so we'll have to see. But uh, and we're anyway. we are going to do a Patreon exclusive episode this week. We yes. should do that. But uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. As always, stay safe, wash your hands, and support your local business. Oh, and one last thing: if oh. you are Swedish, make sure to get your taxes in today. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea I, I did that I did that this morning so <laughs> <laughs> that's alright that's thanks good. thanks very much for listening guys we'll talk later yeah